0: How's it going? This is the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jorge, and we're joined by our very special guest friend, Devin. Hello. Hi. How's everybody doing? Uh, I not. I haven't settled on intro yet because.
1: I'm just, I'm gonna
0: just think- be
2: upfront. This is this is not the first episode, as you can obviously <laughs> tell right now. But we <laughs> did record it first.
0: <laughs> we Didn't so- even.
2: Didn't.
0: Even- Wait a second for the illusion to be shattered. I
2: don't. I'm not about <laughs> illusions. This is where you come to get your raw, real, honest material. For true. That's for true. Yep. Yes. Uh so <laughs> I think we are going to occasionally mention a few movies up front that we're not going to be talking about. I think probably just one per episode right now. Yes. And I just really fast want to stay say stay out of the fucking attic, which is on Shudder, I believe. Shudder for sure. Uh not a good movie. Surprising amount of charm from the cast. They like they really put their little hearts into it, so they some...
0: bump it up to watchable. Yes, it is just
2: watchable. I still, I, I struggle with anything that is like too Nazi focused. I find it exploitative a yeah. little so that's why we're not. I don't want to talk about it or anything. But yeah. that's a that's a watchable. You probably can find better stuff to watch.
0: Yes, if you want to see our formal emoji review of that, you can go onto the <laughs> website and look up. Stay out of the fucking goddamn attic or whatever it is. Yep. But yeah. But today uh, we're talking about. Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers. 1988, brought to us by Mr. David Cronenberg, a.k.a. the guy who did the scary as fuck fly.
2: I thought you said you were going to say Mr. First Name, Last Name for our (laughs) guest. I thought you were going to do the full name right after we talked about it.
0: I'm not Not David I won't talk. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I can't
1: do it, it's
2: Devin, not in my system. You were the one who, who wanted to do this this film. We watched it together before, yes,
3: I did. Yeah,
1: what? I mean, we we had seen this once before. I liked it a lot the first time, I loved it the second time, found it a little less uh confusing. I think I wasn't paying all that much attention. The <laughs> oh, first time. Yeah. that'll do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cronenberg is incredible so of course i wanted to do this one
2: yeah i also fucking loved this one. First time i watched it loved it i was really afraid that it was going to be not be as good as i remembered sure um, yeah but it's just i this, to me this is like what horror films could be this is like what i want my <laughs> writing to be like this is like the, yeah it's not it's not your standard like any kind of horror film it is just the the plot of it is just absolutely ghastly from the beginning oh to the God. end it's almost all just watching jeremy irons talk
1: Yeah,
0: and yet it's
2: so disturbing.
1: And I would say if you are not a fan of Cronenberg, obviously stay away. But if you are a fan of Cronenberg, this is sort of him at his most like... Nuanced and subtle, yeah. while still being absolutely horror.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a good one if like the body horror that he normally does bother you because it's like much exactly. more limited in this one than Except it is a in his other films. Moments. Except for a couple of moments, for a couple times where he has
0: to remind the audience that he's David Cronenberg, <laughs> but it's like a legal—he's paying the tax, exactly. the Cronenberg tax—to just get it in.
1: There's a very specific and like unexpected scene where he just goes, "Hey, it's me, Cronenberg," and it's scary. It's yeah, like he has exactly. he yeah. has a
2: bunch of sliders, and he like tried to keep the body horror one down, and he just goes, oops. Oh, t- <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: just t- <laughs> t- t- spilled a drink over yeah. it real quick, and he sweat up from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is, I would call this prestige horror. Um, a lo- it's happening a lot more nowadays with like, Ari Aster and Robert Eggers, the, mm-hmm. the Vivich and the Lighthouse. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All that sort of stuff is like... We have themes and character development in our horror film, and yeah. we're like, "What the fuck? Oh my god, this is amazing!" It was happening in the '80s. Don't worry about it. So well, yeah, it was harder it's to find, for sure. much harder
1: to find, and it's it's the kind of film that mainstream uh, reviewers refer to as thrillers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just go, went... yeah, it's a psychological thriller, and you go, "I I was pretty scared, pretty horrified actually, <laughs> most I am of the time,
2: still afraid thinking about it." Uh, yeah, it didn't do well when it came out because it was the budget was thirteen million. The oh box god. office was Fourteen. I looked million. at that and Ooh. I was
0: so like, oh no! By the way, that's total, that's international <laughs> included. It made eight million in the states and six internationally. That's so
2: unfair. <laughs> but the reviews of it are
0: all
1: all extremely positive. This is yeah. one of those things where, like, I feel like if we had the amount of like hipster film watchers, Correct, yeah. which we are, oh, you oh, know, thousand percent. yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> this Why have do you done... think we're doing
0: a podcast? Yeah, line? exactly. <laughs> this
1: would have done incredibly. So if you're if you're like mm. a, a hereditary fan this is a one yeah. to go back and look at and it's gonna it's yeah.
2: gonna get a second chance at life because they're rebooting it on amazon prime i was looking TV at this show. i freaked out on august 18th 2020 amazon prime video game production is straight to series order and rachel wise is set to star yeah on july 22nd <laughs> 2021 michael Chernus joined the starring cast and august oh, 2nd that was... 2021 that is literally That's last month, month. <laughs> Poppy Lou was cast in a main role. I don't know who
0: that is. I was going to say, no I idea. knew Rachel Weisz in it, but that's fine. I'm sold already. Yes. That's good. Um, Obviously,
1: I have no problem with it. It is hilarious to think they were like, you know what? Female reboot. That's <laughs> the we need a gender female gender reboot.
0: swap reboot of this. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so if if you like to be, this is your absolute last chance to hop on the Dead Ringers train before everybody knows about it. If, mm. if it, uh, that show does well at all. So, I
0: mean, it's. they're going to give it a go marketing-wise. I don't think they're going to just fucking right. leave it in yeah. the dirt. They're going to do something with it, and then,
2: I, I would then probably, that's it. I would probably rate this a Ghost Skull Alien.
0: I'm 100% fine calling it Ghost Skull Alien. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so... That's, that's Which is a, our
0: highest review. We probably yeah. explained this in the other episode, but that's our five star. Uh,
2: yeah, so I'd say definitely watch. Yeah. Make sure you go tell all of your friends so that they all know that you're the Dead Ringers friend in the group that knew about it before. It was cool. <laughs>
1: and if they are having second thoughts, just remind them that Jeremy Irons is Scar from The Lion King, yes. in case any of them don't know.
2: <laughs> and there's a scene. Obviously, <laughs> you know,
1: but yeah. if they I don't guess,
3: know,
2: of there's a scene where he is drunk near the beginning. One of the brothers, and he literally, I swear to God, it's where they got the scar walk from the way that he skulks around <laughs> oh, his yeah! room.
3: Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: It's
2: only four <laughs> years apart. Yeah. Um, oh. So, anyways, it's a definite watch, and now we're going to enter our spoiler territory yes. as we go yeah, into a little say, bit more this detail. Is about,
3: you know, yes. Put the
0: shroud of spoilers down. Yes. Um, so, the basic, the very basic plot is that uh, twin doctors. Beverly and Elliot Mantle. gynecologist. Gynecologists, thank you. Our, gyneco- our gynecologist. Big, big incredibly important difference. to point that out. Um, basically have a scheme or like the way they live their lives with women is Elliot introduces himself to the women and then has sex with them. And when he is bored slash tired of them or is or is honestly intrigued by them on some level, he hands them over to Beverly. Without them letting the women know that it's a different person. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I think it's worse than that because yeah. I don't think it's when he's bored of them or I like think, when it's a yeah. particularly good person that he likes. Just, I was going to say good default. one, it just sounded icky. I was just uh, going to,
0: like, when I was trying to describe it, I'm like, I can't I,
1: say it's it. Literally, he
2: always wants his brother to go right they after They want to well,
1: double the experience. Yeah, they, yeah one of the, Shared like, Exactly. One of the things that they really like the two of them talk about a lot, both of them being Jeremy Irons, um, yeah. is that neither of them has had an experience until the other one has also had that experience. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't feel like it's just that they do this with women. It's that they fundamentally view themselves kind of as the same person. They they can't <laughs> do something without both of them having done it and knowing what it's like. Yeah, yeah.
2: that is a theme. That, I love that it gets-
0: Codified in the text, pretty yeah. clearly. Well,
2: they—it's very clear, but they never explicitly say that that's the way that they're thinking mm-hmm. about it. But they do so many things that it is just like, yes, they do have this complex where they think of themselves as the same person. Yeah. Yes, and it like bugs
0: them kind of, and they also love
2: it. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah it puts strain on certain aspects of them. But they—it's a dependence. It isn't yeah. a love, or it's a version of love, I suppose. But it is really a dependence. Like yes. they need
1: it. What's, they the, need
2: each what's other. the name of the woman that they meet? The actress
1: Claire Niveau. Yes.
2: Claire Niveau. Like part of the struggle is that when Bev wants to keep her for himself, as he says, uh, the. the uh, Elliot is literally like we're going into new territory here because they've yeah. never ever kept anything. Yeah. That
0: is a good. That is, that is a good cool. clarification because it yeah. means it is routine. Like this is yeah. standard for them. It is not just whatever. It is like pretty much anybody. They see. yeah. yeah. So basically, Bull. there's
1: these two gynecological gynecologist brothers <laughs> who. Gynecological uh,
0: brothers is not... I don't like that. Gynecological <laughs>
1: brothers is... <laughs> they, one of them um, sleeps with this woman, Claire Nouveau, who's a famous actress. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, sharing the experience, sleeps with her and like falls in awesome. love with her. And that forms this rift that then becomes very opened and fucked up by... Uh, drug abuse yeah and that's sort of what happens through the movie which sounds like just like a tame drama yeah. don't worry it it gets fucked up that's the thing <laughs> it's such a fucking vibe i mean like it's so
2: it's such good writing and directing and acting to turn like what does sound like a tame drama
0: into this fucking complete harrowing nightmare of... feature-length nightmare <laughs> yeah
2: the they, they start the whole movie with them as children talking about how underwater things reproduce differently and then they go ask a little girl to have sex with them. Yeah, uh, and it's very like innocuous for them, but like just the way that it's filmed, the way they're doing it, and the fact they go directly from that to them in college, and then for I don't know something about they set the tone right away, and it's just you get the whole time you are like,
1: ew. Yeah, it's it's yeah. clearly right from the beginning. You are like, huh? These <laughs> two kids view humans as an interesting thing to be examined like as an experiment the, the reason yeah. that they're gynecologists is because they find vaginas fascinating maybe mm-hmm. who knows and that's why they're doing it they don't really care
0: there it is it is interesting the I was noticing this I was just looking at the quotes of it and they have the nine-year-old which is the kids like brief discussion in there because there's only essentially one scene and then you kind of move on but Beverly go like Elliot's talking about the whole fish thing—a fish have sex in water, and so humans, in order to have a similar type of sex, have to internalize the water, which is the actual physical, you know, act of everything. And Beverly hears about the idea of not having to touch each other during sex and is like, "I enjoy that. Like, I like that idea." So, very clearly, we're already at two different spectrums with the two of them because Elliot yeah. is the one who go at goes to ask to fuck this mm-hmm. other kid, like you know, this this person, and it sounds worse than it is. Um, and it's pretty bad, actually. It's
2: yeah, but it sounds just as bad as it at is. at that point they're they're children. And he does like very but, formally. Yeah, ask exactly.
0: So. But you get that dynamic, and I think it is also part of why Beverly is more of the clinician of the group. Like he is fascinated with mm-hmm. it as a scientific exercise. Like he is good at. He wants to look in and understand that internalized process, even though he's fascinated it. He's fascinating with it from an external point of view, like. He's the better, I guess, better gynecologist uh, in that he's more active with the the practice. Like, Elliot is the one who ends up running off and doing research and everything. Whereas Elliot is the one who has sex more. Is the one who initiates the sex and is initiating the seduction part of it. Um, I found that from the start that they, like, do mm -hmm. a very good job of establishing these two characters and then muddying them up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, they establish the characters extremely well. Jeremy Irons fucking they do not put it in the script very often which one is talking he just makes it so clear with his performance which Mm -hmm. one he is Mm -hmm. and then when it's supposed to be not clear when they are impersonating one another he does an incredible job of just being like yeah you can't tell these two apart
2: yeah yeah they actually gave him two different dressing rooms with two sets of costumes for each of the characters um He said the whole point of the story is you should sometimes be confused as to which is which. So he only used one of the rooms and he combined all their costume items together um, just to make it. And when you look back at it, you are like, they are wearing like a lot of clothes. That's what I
0: was going to say. There's one thing I started to notice was um, when Beverly ends up, like we're talking about, develops a drug problem and starts to get bad. And Elliot has to take care of him. And Elliot, one of the times, is walking around in this like collared shirt and a sweater and i'm like i've already seen what the fuck's that was beverly's outfit for like the first third of the movie yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's the thing that they do so well they set up beverly this like the sweeter brother the one that Mm -hmm. the actress falls in love with the one who like kind of cares about his patients they set him up to be like the sensitive one yes and then they set up elliot as this sort of Slick, almost slimy 90s guy, you know, Mm -hmm. shades, yeah, shades, (laughs) Norman Bateman. But where it really makes this movie incredible is that you realize, like, Beverly on the inside is extremely slimy and is Mm -hmm. absolutely a user, and Elliot on the inside is completely in love with his brother, exactly.
0: Mm. They do a great job of like taking what seemed to be two disparate points and slowly introducing that they were actually close the whole, like, they were really one point, I mean, that's the argument, the whole time. But you get to, it's like looking at the one thing in two different mirrors and going, those are two different things. And then it's slowly just coalescing to go, no, it actually wasn't.
2: Yeah, I I don't remember in what it was referenced to, Devin, but you at some point said that something in the movie pointed out that really the only thing that Elliot has ever loved is his brother. Yeah. And oh, that's absolutely yeah. correct. Um, yep. I think about like, he it's like he really would be a full hundred percent psychopath if he did not love his brother. Like that is like the one thing that can hurt him, yeah. the one way through which he can reach the world. And it's like he wants all experience to travel through his brother.
1: Well, yes. And the, one of the things that really struck me on the second watching is that Beverly specifically leaves Elliot. He wants he mm-hmm. leaves over and over again mm-hmm. to go to this woman that he's in love with. And when Beverly has his drug addiction, Elliot talks to the woman that he is dating and says like I can't ever leave my brother. Mm-hmm. We are the same person. Like it's this interdependence that has these layers where you just get deeper and deeper into it, and you're like, this is getting grosser <laughs> it, and grosser. I was gonna say like. It might sound like things are going to turn out good or like they're going to have it. There is not a happy ending. <laughs> Don't worry. It's horror.
2: Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> it's, I mean,. The, the fact that it starts with the children asking for sex is like so much like, oh, so we're not going to have any fun today, are we? Yeah. yeah.
0: The, the only thing that's in those scenes is watching them go up to a girl to ask for sex and then operating on a Miss Visible doll where you can see all of the organs in her and they're just pulling stuff out and going, yeah. oh, what's the diagnosis? It's very, like, ugh. It did. I also... Big like, skeeved energy for a lot of the
2: movie. Just like, huh. And I am continuously impressed that, like, it really... What I was just thinking about while we were watching it, like, the whole entire time the camera is just on Jeremy Irons acting and talking. Yeah. There's, like, nothing else to that. I mean, there's a few things, but, like, it's almost entirely just him talking. And it's... normally that would be, like, a really boring movie for me personally, but it is thro- so enthralling and entertaining the entire time in spite of being such dark material that, like, if you... Are still listening to this and had decided not to watch it. I really encourage you, even if you don't normally like the more like artsy films, Mm -hmm. to just still just give it a shot because it's so good.
1: Also, if you're like not just his performance, but the for 1988, the technical quality. Oh, how good it looks that Jeremy Irons is constantly on screen as two different characters. Yeah. There's obvious of course there are moments where you're like that's the back of some guy's head yes. <laughs> standing yes. in front of Jeremy Irons but, but other moments it's just like how did you do that I actually just don't know how you did
3: that I
2: was I was paying attention to that this time as well and like yeah it's clearly sometimes the back of somebody's head but it's only because I'm actively sitting there trying to be like I want to see when there's the seam between the two Exactly
0: there are, there are a couple of shots I forgot the name of the technology but it was essentially prototype like technology at the time or like you know first generation sort of stuff but like yeah they were making use of not cgi per se but like technical camera moves that were using digital uh digital effects and 90 percent of the movie is jeremy irons talking to a body double which is fine or just to a camera yeah or just just to a camera like it's no problem whatsoever Or it's such a wide shot that it's like uh, clearly Jeremy, and then like a shroud is other, you know, like their faces covered. By the the hospital one was great because you see Jeremy Irons in the hospital bed, and Elliot is over, like hunched over him. Mm -hmm. But we're we're meant to look at Beverly's face, so it's just Elliot, just a guy, like it's just a guy. (laughs) There's no nothing about this that's like any camera trick whatsoever. And there's like Mm -hmm. here you go, Um, but there are a couple of shots where they pan from jeremy irons to jeremy irons and then yeah. back again and i was like
2: there's those
0: looked slick as
2: shit like they were <laughs> there's one near the end uh so after oh. bev gets the the drug addiction um and <laughs> he gets uh, the drug addiction. <laughs> elliot is trying to save him and he kind of gives up on saving him through normal means and he's like it's whatever goes into his blood goes into my blood we need to get <sighs> synchronized to yep. these so he starts taking a bunch of drugs to try to get <laughs> down to his level to save him so they're both in the apartment like strung out and it's the cameras, like we keep seeing them through doorways as they're walking through their apartment. It is always mm-hmm. like they're always in two yeah. different doorways, so you almost never see them at the same time. But sometimes you do, and you can see that it's both them, both. There's a very cool, like shot. a
0: second of it in each one of them, because yeah. like, and they're wearing the exact same outfit. They're wearing it's very chilling like a very unsettling scene the movements are only
2: slightly differently so it's like really like they look the first time you see them looking almost identical it's just like oh my
1: god yeah Yeah, and if you like things like coming back to where we started if you like foreshadowing like the end of the movie is them strung out as fuck turning back into children and it's horrifying Ugh. it's it's also based off of a real life it's very loosely based apparently off of a real life um story of two twins in 1975 i think I believe so i who think were up, twin but. gynecologists who were found dead in their apartment covered in, in filth, filth. <laughs> oh, yeah barbiturate <laughs> overdoses
2: the case of stewart and cyril marcus
1: yeah. Okay, along with a novel called Twins oh. um, separate from Danny DeVito it's and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh my god no! De-
2: Dead Ringer's reboot with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs>
0: That movie those guys recommended on the podcast, like twins or something? Twins. it was about twins, twins right? Twins. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's do twins.
2: Just popping on <laughs> it wasn't twins, scary at all? Like, oh, I I, I, I listened to a podcast about this. This is gonna be so fucking it's dark be and so brutal. Intense.
1: <laughs> right before we started recording, we were talking about creating a movie using cameos, <laughs> and if we got Schwarzenegger oh and God. Devito to do Dead Ringers, yes, for-
2: cameo, just one scene. Uh, if you <laughs> just- don't know, Cameo is a service where you can pay like a couple hundred dollars to get. Very famous celebrities sometimes to say whatever you want on camera. So just getting, <laughs> just getting Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger to do lines from Dead Ringers yeah. would be so good. Poor Ellie. Such a poor Beth Such a deep,
3: such a deep
2: cut. That. You know, like. People, we'd be like, look at what we uh, did, and people were like, "What are you talking about? What is dead ring? Why do you keep
1: saying dead ring?" Now, <laughs> so I can keep you separate. You, Mimsy, will call me Ellie. and you, Baev, you will call me Baev. There's a scene where oh Ellie God, yes. orders <laughs> twin <laughs> prostitutes no. and has one of them call them call him by his name, and the other one call him by his brother's by
3: his name. Brother's name,
1: so that I can tell you apart.
0: So we can tell them apart. <laughs>
1: Apparently, uh, very dark. That was
2: the like the breakout role for those for that those two actresses. They were twins
0: as well. (laughs) They were shoot twins. (laughs) They didn't also do the Jeremy Irons gimmick with both times. One scene of that
1: lady. Both times that I saw them, I thought at first that they were a very young Catherine Zeta-Jones. Jesus,
0: that would have been a hell of a debut. (laughs)
2: Yeah, something we, we kind of glazed over was the the moments of actual body horror. So, the first one that I can think of is when it's you can tell it, it's, it's one of the scary things because he uh Bev wakes up out of a nightmare the first time, and you're like, oh, oh no, you don't see the nightmare, <laughs> and then you just see him like wake up kind of like scrambling, almost yeah. screaming, and he's like, this is this is gonna get a lot worse before it gets any better. <laughs> Um, and, and so one of the, you start seeing the nightmares and one of them is him in bed with Nouveau and, uh, his brother is there and then they lift up the blanket and they have just like whatever, like long bridge of, like, they have flesh. a set of, fle- yeah, like, yeah, the bridge of flesh. Mass. Yeah, it's pulsating and then, like, Nouveau's like, oh, I got you, dude,
1: and she just goes down starts chomping through it and she's like, oh... <laughs> you're just it it was just like Bev having a nice moment with his girlfriend yeah. who he loves and we don't transition in any way to tell you it's a dream
0: no. and she's just like yeah. that's that's <laughs> I think I put my head in my hands at that part of the yeah. I think I just stopped and went oh no cuz then it's no. like oh
2: so now I never'm going to know if it's a nightmare or exactly. not. which is some the movie goes on for so long before anything like that happens so yeah, something that I found that it why something like that becomes really effective is because you just you set up this world where it's like they're not it's not like a normal horror movie they haven't murdered anyone they haven't done anything they can get sent to jail for mm-hmm. nothing scary or horror is happening so you have like general safety a feeling of safety that everything is going to be okay until things start going bad you know so like
0: absolutely it it's much more of the it's much more of the drama conceit of like this is an unsettling or uncomfortable premise which dramas deal with all the fucking time you know there's there's truly horrible things that happen in drama movies that we just are okay. You know, that we're like, cool, this is in this category here. But the thing the thing about this movie is its ability to sit inside of its uncomfortable premises. Yes. Yeah, the thing it sets up, it makes you... Wa- like, you're not getting out of this. Yeah. You have to sit there and deal with it, even though it's not necessarily always explicitly terrible there are some two there are two explicit horror moments like we're talking about there's two moments where Cronenberg goes hold on I'm not just making some movie it's mine don't worry about it but other than that he just makes you go ew to talking, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: can... and and don't get me wrong, like the very last scene, which is the other one oh. of these horror moments, it was like a I am grabbing a pillow and I my <laughs> yeah. eyes are as closed as they can be <laughs> while I can still see everything. Like, yeah, it's not oh, it's scary either. It's just horrifying. Yeah, yes. yeah
2: the because uh, the ending, uh, like Devin said, when they are ba- they basically regress back to children because they're they're on so many drugs. Um, yeah, you can really tell when. They, man we've the seen where they he says happy birthday brother and he's like it's not our birthday and he's like it definitely is and it, the, the look on his face is like oh my god this is getting really horrific very quickly yeah and then uh on monday we'll kick yeah they'll getting um, oh
0: just them trying to talk themselves oh, oh that was oof, so i was like so no sad. please yeah.
2: like <laughs> i'm i i'm such a sucker because i'm always like yep we maybe, just have to be it to
0: Monday. Get it to Monday. Is it Sunday right now? Please be Sunday.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they have they have cake and he's like, oh, and some orange pop. And he's like, oh, and some ice cream. And he's like, we don't we don't have any ice we cream. Forgot and to the buy way the that. infantile cry that he does at how he wants ice cream is just like this is this is getting so
1: bad. It's yeah. so, it would yeah. feel melodramatic if you didn't know that they were so fucking strung out yeah. exactly. they can barely think and it's like oh yeah that's that's what junkies. is
2: if if jeremy irons hadn't spent just spent an entire movie proving how good at acting he is <laughs> he'd be like that dude if you just take that clip it'd probably be funny but like when you're in the vibe in the context of
0: it it's like, fucking oh god i want i was like I would, like, oh my god this is horrible. like i want to just grab them and be like stop you're oh please be okay
2: yeah so then but they, they weren't they move into like play Doing for play, uh, the separation of the original Siamese twins, as they refer to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't look up if, that, if that's is yes. a real story. No? Yeah, um, but it's just one of them, like just cutting open. Uh, it's a uh, Beverly cutting yeah. open, disemboweling basically. Yeah, Elliot, because
0: um, we see what. The... <laughs> but when <laughs> we get he... a brief shot of the result,
2: <laughs> yeah, he wakes up in the morning uh, and he he's thinks it's a nightmare. And when he's like walking around, and it's it's in their office, so it's like both. He wakes up on one of the operating tables, basically, and the other his brother is there in the background. They don't like they show you completely that he's been like torn wide yeah. open, and they but it's don't kind of out of focus. Like it's like not... out of focus, you can't really see what's happening, but and they never show you exactly what's happening, which I thought was like really effective. Yeah. Um, the way that he's like stumbling around the room, continuously calling out Elliot's name and like only glances over there for a second but doesn't change what he's doing when he clearly sees what's over there yeah is so fucking haunting and it's like to me i know like we talk about like the cronenberg body horror shit being horror but to me like that is true horror right like that is like a real scene of horror and it is not because he's been opened up is like it reminded me of uh hereditary when um He's uh
1: spoiler alerts for hereditary. Probably.
2: Uh, let me see if I can <laughs> do it without yeah. it. Uh, When the, one of the main characters, <laughs> well, we got to do a hereditary episode looking, before this. Out. And check I got to put this it in time wise. I and think I'm I all can do it. Up. I think I can do it. When one of the main characters is looking in the rear view mirror of the car. Okay.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's not bad. And
2: only glances for a second. Yep. And then goes into one of the most impressive fucking Oh my god. Oh, oh my no. god. No, yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah, do a whole yeah. episode of that. Yeah, moment. yeah, yeah. We have to do uh, anyway. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I thought that was just like so good when they when you show when you really imp, like make me feel like, oh, this might actually be how somebody would react in one of the most horrific things exactly. that happened happen to anyone.
3: Yeah.
1: No, there's, there's a million billion movies with more gore and guts and violence oh, and yeah. <laughs> scary shit and, like, cosmic entities yeah. in this one. But if you want to see someone just slowly go into madness and then see the worst possible thing that could happen in their life, then this is the movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> if that sounds fun. The, the thing I wanted to say about that
0: scene was I, like again just watching jeremy Irons because there's nothing else to watch it's just jeremy irons in this slow dolly over do, slow dolly shot like as he's leaving the room basically and it's just taking his time and the like you're talking about he does these little glances and it's i i took it as this refusal to yeah. comprehend what was it was just nope no, Ellie's Ellie's missing. Ellie's gone not in the mm-hmm. way that they actually are. I want them they're still Ellie, Ellie cuz he's just saying Ellie. And I was like Yeah. Jeremy Irons It's like a Here's all the him. award. Just take all the awards. Holy fucking shit. Like
2: it it is <laughs> it's a true I mean he truly truly cannot accept the like they yeah. I think they said it I to, in my mind Elliot In part, was making this happen because he wanted to set his brother free. Yeah, that's the thing about the separate.
0: He he talks about let's separate the Siamese twins because they feel, yeah.
2: yeah." My brother cannot be, can no longer be happy with me and my, with me in his life. I have ruined him psychologically completely. I need to let him go. And then Beverly is so completely unable to accept a reality Mm -hmm. without his brother that he, yeah, he truly, I feel like, does not see him in the chair. And then he puts on his clothes. Yeah. Manages to get out to the phone with his suitcase in hand with all of this stuff, mm-hmm. calls Nouveau, and then does not talk, puts the suitcase down, does not pick it back up, and walks back into the apartment to lay down on his brother and presumably die right there. I think so, that's the yeah. implication.
1: Um, one thing that we did forget to mention, if you are wanting some more <laughs> Cronenberginess, is that uh, Beverly. As he is descending into oh, madness, of uh, course. decides to have his own special surgical tools mm. made, which he gets a, a metal artist yes, to manufacture for him. Who's an actual artist? Really interesting.
0: They, he was in he was in scanners and this and like yeah. maybe a couple other things, but like he was also a Toronto perform like actual artist. Okay, I thought God, he was what in a scanners. fucking
3: get.
2: Yeah, being an artist and be have David <laughs> Cronenberg <laughs> like
0: your shits awesome
2: yeah
1: (laughs) but um bev creates this series of very cronenbergian horrifying surgical tools which the artist displays as uh (laughs) gynecological tools for operating on mutant women yeah
2: Yeah, because it's literally what bev says to bev starts referring to them as mutants like and it's because claire Nouveau. What's the, what, I know what the second
0: word is trifurcate. I don't remember yeah. what the specific organ He's is. He's saying
1: that she has a trifurcated um, cervix. So Thank instead you. of That's having hilarious. one cervix, she has three.
2: Yeah, the whole reproductive okay. system down there. She has like three of them.
1: I yeah. Believe- uh, I think I looked this up last time we watched mm-hmm. it, so don't quote me on yeah. it, but I believe that people can have bifurcated cervixes. Right. No one has a trifurcated
3: yeah, one. Yeah, they probably had to do one more.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Cronenberg said one say, more. He, yeah.
0: he definitely he always pushes that to that
3: yeah. outside
0: like a, of reality. Cronenberg, especially in this movie, and I think he does it to great effect in like The Fly and his other films, but like here, especially with his camera work, he does an incredible job of making you stay in reality even while unreality is happening in yeah. it so you it, it's why like that ending scene is so fucking chilling is because mm-hmm. you're like in anything else this would have been shot in a different way that makes you feel the spiral of madness or like things like that and this is just calm cool collected documentation of two people leaving reality mm-hmm. yeah into each other yeah
1: well i would i would even say that that's different from like videodrome or yeah, scanners because sure. sure. i think scanners and videodrome definitely try a lot harder to separate us from
2: you're there with them Video, their, I saying, yeah. videodrome
1: exactly.
0: especially wants you to go in like yeah it's pushing you into it as well whereas this is more like Oh my god this one you're you're
2: still watching from the real world yes and they they leave you they're just within grasp it's almost like they are salvageable and it's it's how close it is to reality how close this is to something that could happen yeah um, that is like what makes it so haunting because you have like perspective right it's not just this
0: this grindhouse film where everything means nothing anymore (laughs) yeah like (laughs) and if you think of this as a grindhouse it'd be so odd anyway
1: no, but, I mean, if you're into, like, L- Cronenberg's later, like, more dramatic stuff, this is, like, I'm mm-hmm. I have I, I'm a Cronenberg fan. I'm not a Same. Cronenberg expert mm-hmm. in s- by any means, mm. but this is a great example of, like, he has this incredible skill with drama, but also he loves body horror. And mm-hmm. if you want those put together perfectly, this one really takes to. it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, going back to the tools, I love them because yes. they, they mostly don't show any of them except for the finger Scary one, finger. The yeah. scary finger one. scary finger. And that one's like all over the cover. <laughs> they constantly are closing <laughs> up on it.
3: They're like, yes,
2: dude, dead ringer, scary finger. I'm like, is that a tattoo yeah. that I need?
1: It's literally just like an articulated steel finger with a big, gross scalpel blade at the yeah. end. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: And it's like, what is that for, man? That
2: is
0: part be- of the eye? Uh, yeah, there's no way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but that the uh, the reason he makes those is because Beverly starts imagining that all of the the clients because their 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 um shop specializes in making people fertile, fertile.
0: again. Yeah. That was the other part of the whole uh thing was Beverly gets to have that external sexual experience by making women fertile, like mm. making women fertile via an external process. That was the other part of the point I was making earlier. Anyway, continue. Yeah.
2: I don't I I didn't even like think about like how demented how much more demented Beverly is than they let on because definitely part of the reason that he's in love with Claire Nouveau is because she is, has the trifurcate situation.
0: And um, he yeah. pretty much states directly that she cannot have children. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that adds to that. It was just an interesting thing that the person he chooses to fall in love with and frequently have sex with is a woman who is incapable of Mm-hmm. being fertile according to the movie basically
2: yeah I know but um he starts he starts seeing patients and they're fine and <sighs> yeah. you clearly hear the reason why things are weird with them and he's still like it's not me it's not the tools there's something wrong with these women that keep coming to the office these days
0: he ends up using their gold plated they invented I forget what it was called it's the mantle retractor mantle <laughs> retractor thank you um the they, fucking they,
2: doctor says it might be good for a corpse, but it'll never work on a living person. I'll tell you that. Then
0: much. a hard cut to award ceremony for this new invention, gynecology.
2: But it still it it leaves it as like a kind of nasty tool because exactly. you're still kind of like with that doctor is like, is this Whoa. actually bad for
0: people? Did they yeah. just yeah. invent to, something x like hyper clinical? And one of the reasons we know that is because that it he uses the gold plated awarded one to them. On a patient, and she is like, "Ow! What the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "It's not the instruments; it's her." And that's he even wrong. like
2: when they first received the award, he specifically points out that it's built incorrectly. So even if it the w- one
0: that they have, yeah, exactly. yeah, the
2: gold-plated one, and it's not even a tool for using during like kind of college gynecological examinations. It's yeah. for
0: surgery.
1: Obstetrics, maybe?
0: It's something like that, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> don't,
1: don't, don't, get, don't ask me. Yeah. Don't let my cousin listen to this. <laughs> she is an OBGYN.
0: Oh,
2: my God, dude. Getting an OBGYN to talk about Dead Ringers would be so good. I,
1: she's a 40-year-old Indian mom. I don't know if she's the <laughs> person for this.
2: Sometimes, I, dude, sometimes. Um, it'd be fascinating to watch Dead Ringers with... with
0: yeah yeah we uh the only other thing i'll uh, briefly mention because i just don't want to get into deep waters of things i don't want to talk about um we, no women ended up watching this with us this movie the twins have a very so <laughs> confusing relationship shannon,
2: with shannon had watched this with us last time okay and they were like i'm not watching this again they yeah. okay
1: no don't don't it's, get it twisted, it is not confusing, it's, fucked it's fucked disgusting, yeah. It's yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's horrible because it's I mean, like, when
0: I think I was referencing, I suppose, the movie, the twins, nightmares to it,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's fully, <laughs> but raped. I
0: don't know what the movie is doing. like. I'm a little bit, yeah,
2: it's fully rape what they're doing, yeah, yeah. 100... yeah. No, it's like 100%. It's like, that's what I'm saying, the
0: twins, yeah. nightmares, it's, absolutely that's horror, why, show. like,
2: yes, they do such a good job of like peeling off what is happening layer by layer, and you're like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh,
0: this is so gross. Yeah. Um, Multiple times shaking my head at Revelations in the movie. because There's all, a friend of Claire Nouveau's who points out to her the situation. They're like, oh, they're twins. And I'm just like, stop. Oh, no. This is going to be so bad. And like, then they have a confer- oh, is oh, yeah. Is she going to find out? And yeah. it's like it
2: she starts finding out so quick and she makes both of them come to dinner at once and you're like oh my god and then she's like openly saying it and she's like oh this is so fucking terrible.
1: Well that's that's also sort of like the incredible thing about the movie is that mm. these two brothers are disgusting yeah. but also you feel for them completely. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. never a moment where you're just Bet like at least. Really? I feel I I am much more uh, I pity Ellie honestly more. I'd
2: I'd pity I for me, Bev wants to get out of the situation. Elliot wants it. He wants. This That's whole thing
0: what I was gonna. I, I think that you. I I lean towards that because even though those of uh, that other side or that other that Elliot part of Beverly like rears its head and does things and does arguably way worse things than Elliot in certain parts. Yeah. Um, Elliot is aware of like cognizant of the situation. And wants to be in it. So for most yeah. of the movie, it's like, oh my god, he does make the terrifying sacrificial play to try and relieve his brother of the situation, but he is the one who, on certain aspects, actively caused it. Yeah. Like, it's a weird. I believe, I, I think. But about again, it they're now the same and... fucking person, so it's really hard to not put fault on both of them because. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I feel like Elliot probably started taking the drugs in order to feel any fucking better about he is it. He's
0: the one who introduces the pills as a concept. He he claims that Claire is hustling them for drugs. True. But he is the one who basically introduces them into their lives. So
2: I didn't even think about how Elliot is the one he yeah. introduces the drugs and then Bev starts taking them.
0: Beverly go like, you know, takes it to that next level, but yeah. That I don't think that was his intention.
2: Is... I think he was just trying to get rid of Claire Nouveau. Basically. Man, In
0: service of keeping his brother around.
2: Yeah. And then so he probably feels responsible about what's happening to even greater. Dude. I Man, think so. You could just really fucking rip this thing wide open. It, it, just keeps it going. goes
1: deeper and deeper. Because like I, I just, to me, the villain is Bev. Like, yeah. definitely. Damn. Yeah. Because he is. <laughs> a lot, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Like. To me, Elliot is completely comfortable in his position as one half of a whole who uses people. And Mm -hmm. he's like living in that. He doesn't view them as two different people. He doesn't like Mm -hmm. have the moral code of a person. (laughs) Neither of them do. But Bev is the one who's just like using Claire like so deeply making her fall in love with him and like becoming obsessed with her the way he becomes obsessed with everything and just like being Mm. this sort of disgusting like user he he is the one who it seems like maybe doesn't care about anyone
0: I I agree I think the intentions are sadder than manipulation I think Beverly only Mm. understands what that that is a language of love because of his relationship with Ellie. Not that yeah. it's either of them's fault that that's what they. I mean, you could both of them. Yeah, or they're whatever. both monsters. But like, he is applying that to her. Yeah. And when he call when he calls her and hears a guy's voice, mm-hmm. he immediately assumes that there is an affair happening and says horrible things to him. But and Ellie is comforting him by saying fucking women suck and are horror, like you know it's very disparity it's just sh- sh- showbiz girl what did you expect sort of thing yeah. and like but that part of that went go oh he doesn't understand how to be a normal person like exactly that's the whole yeah. struggle of that is he becomes his antagonist because his view of the world is incongruent with the world and he lashes out
1: accordingly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just remember if you are are uh feeling sympathetic or empathetic Remember, with either yeah. of them, just like maybe talk to a therapist about codependency. Yes. <laughs> if, you, if you're oh, like, oh, this is romantic, just maybe. If mm.
0: you're checking any boxes here, <laughs> please talk to someone.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, I think El- uh, Beverly is definitely the antagonist to the brothers' narrative.
1: Yeah, like when, very much so.
2: When you don't care about anybody else's morality and only their own, he's the one that's fucking up their whole lives. Uh, for cool. me, it is yeah. just that Elliot is pretty much a psychopath, and yeah. uh, you can start to feel for Bev a little bit because he, there is this feeling that he wants to get away from the situation, but he's still a monster, and he's still never going to do it. You know, it's shown by the end of the movie, like, no, he's not He's not going anywhere without his brother, like, yeah, welcomed I, yeah. in any sort of corruption that may have happened.
1: I, I just... What I mean is that I think they're both completely psychopaths mm-hmm. and Elliot just yeah. wears it on his sleeve and right. Bev like uses it to completely fuck up this woman as well. I was yeah. going to say,
0: Elliot's okay with the status quo, yeah. whereas Beverly wants to move something on and do something with it. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus, I did love Beverly has, this is another example of like, the purposeful the movie simplistic way to purposely fuck with who is who and whether they're basically the same person beverly is drunk at an acceptance award ceremony for elliot and beverly oh my god stumble presumably beverly stumbles up to the podium and goes he's drunkenly and he basically goes that's beverly and i'm elliot
1: and he's definitely Beverly But at he's, that point. Definitely yeah, he's definitely, definitely Beverly. Beverly.
2: And it's just like oh, Why Yeah. Don't you say that. It's like literally just
1: what is going on. Oh. I'm
2: so
0: confused. Cuz he yeah, like it was like I saw it's like No way is that actually Ellie I'm like Oh my god, Beverly is saying that that oh no <laughs> yeah.
1: cuz it's unclear if he knows cuz he what he then goes on to describe what he's been doing which is yeah. what Bev's been doing so it's definitely mm-hmm. him but it's just yeah. like
2: no yeah he stops it. he stops giving yeah. it up the next sentence but it's like why would you why would you do yeah. that Josh? I don't know what's going on. No,
0: yeah. Uh it's I I know Cronenberg co-wrote this with I believe Norman Snyder is the person. They do a great job of fucking <laughs> Pushing you into just going. I know you've created two fully developed characters, but wi- who is what and why is anything? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I it. I really like that it doesn't directly tell you anything. The closest we get is Claire Nouveau when she's at dinner with him and I think like afterwards, like tries to psychoanalyze them a little yeah. bit and tells them what's what. But I'm not even sure that she's like totally on the ball about it.
1: It's unclear. Well, yeah. she immediately isn't because like the first thing that she talks about is how Bev softens them up by being this nice guy and right. then Elliot fucks them. And Elliot's like, no, actually I'm the one who fucked you first. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, Oh my God. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Oh like, God. Oh
0: no, 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 no. Um, yeah. It's a very thought ran completely out of my head. Um, yeah. It's an intense fucking movie with a lot of, I forget the uh, Genevieve, Bujou, Buhold, Buhold maybe. Um she's been on a bunch of stuff. She had she had something really famous I think a couple years maybe a decade before this movie came out. Mm. So she was on a, the I guess like second half of her career. Um but she gives a fucking incredible performance. There's a lot of vulnerability and a lot of fucking like honesty from her which uh is good to have in a movie where you're very bad to women. Uh, You want to have strong performances from any females who are in it. I mean, I I can show that part of it. But
3: yeah.
1: Well, I think that's also like what separates Cronenberg from all the other horror directors is that he gets incredible actors and gets incredible performances out of them Mm. off of what are actually very good scripts. It's also really fucked up and scary. But like, oh, if you you could like do some of these as a monologue, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 know.
2: Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I'd love to see auditioning with the with the monologue from, from T- Dead
3: Rangers.
2: <laughs> like whatever movie they're auditioning for, that's what I want they're to fucking gonna... watch. <laughs> um, yeah. I am thinking now about uh, the last time we see Claire Nouveau after she has like come back and uh, Bev has stayed with her for a while uh, and he's like leaving to go see his brother um, and he's like, I'll be I'll be right back. And she's like, he's not going to let you come back. It's like, like one of the last things that he says that she says yeah. to him. And it's like, oh, fucking <laughs> brutal. like, oh, we're going into the climax now. Huh? Yeah, it was, is...
0: it was very much this is the door being shut and we're in this now.
1: No, and seriously, like we just had a whole conversation about who we think is the villain. And as we bring up scenes, my, my position is changing because it's really hard to separate them because they're kind of the same person. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: He's not gonna let you come back, and then but then Bev is the one who kills Elliot. Yeah. And then yeah. Why can't he come back? It's like himself, but also still Elliot in there. Like, it's this was so the last.
0: This was the last thing that I wanted to bring up because it's about the end of the movie. Yeah. You you mentioned you explained the ending of the film. You you missed I in my opinion the key part of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He calls Claire, and she goes hello hello. Who is this? Oops. And then he puts the phone down and goes upstairs and dies. It's it's a very small... Again, this film does a yeah. great job of... Even though it's all dialogue still, it does a great job of show, don't tell in a lot of ways by just having scenes happen and you get to fill in those implicit blanks of like, that means this and this means that and I want to throw myself off a bridge now because oh my fucking God, <laughs> the implications of that. But... Beverly, is it is this simple question of, who is this? Which is the whole movie. I did not even think about that. Yeah.
2: One second.
1: No, it always... Movies like this always make me think of a movie that is bad. And just like, how can you make this two hours be so complex and full of meaning? And then like you watch a terrible movie and you're like, how did you say nothing for two like, full hours? You had
0: 120 minutes and you just
1: shit the bed the whole Literally how, of- how can 120 minutes of screen time be so different? Like, Yeah. It's
2: crazy. Yeah. Never do I have more respect for actors than when I watch it like truly fucking crush something. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, this is art. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> definitely.
2: Man. Um, I, I think that's it. uh,
0: I don't know what it is. This is just me saying there's a mention of Beverly having a woman's name and Elliot is Elliot, but he is called Ellie. Mm -hmm. I looked at the the quote and it was shortened to Eli, E-L-I, and I'm like, that is a very active, interesting change to say he is called Ellie. Ellie yeah which to me is also a woman's name yeah so I no, don't know purpose. there's yeah. yeah like it's Bev and Ellie for it's, sure it's it's just yeah. an interesting thing I well don't it's, know what it's also interesting about, because
2: but... it's when I think it's Elliot is sitting on the couch I only think the sitting on the couch <laughs> with Claire Nouveau and she starts making fun of Beverly because it they're both pretending to be Beverly the whole time Makes fun of Beverly for having a girl's... Be- I know what
0: scene you're talking about. I don't remember
1: if I, it's I clearly... I thought that, that was Bev. But. Yeah.
2: It, so one of them is sitting on the couch yes. at <laughs> and she starts making that's fun the, yeah, like of the-, the name Beverly for being a girl's name, and he gets like so unreasonably mad so quickly about yeah.
0: it. Um, the two things he says are, what do you think, I'm gay, and what do you think, my mom wanted girls? Yeah, and I'm like, like your you mom could... wanted girls then. That's the way like, you said is this... that is he's... you your mom wanted girls. Like I know you're not gay, I mean, your yeah. situation you're in, but like, well, he also says maybe what you is are. This... I don't know. I don't.
2: What is this fucking psycho yeah. bullshit? Like, um, so I I think it is Elliot, and I think it's because he's defending Bev because he's extremely defensive over Bev, and the gay thing I think is because. We didn't mention, but he yes. definitely wants to sleep with Beverly.
0: Yep. there is another. There is a one other scene that we will brief just talk about. It's to the song "In the Still of the Night," where Elliot and his girl, his girlfriend, are dancing, and Beverly has just is recovering from the breakup with Claire, I believe, and they invite him to dance with them. And there's just the hands moving around, and a very good set of close-ups, like mm-hmm. moving with the dance that it's like, oh, okay. And then Beverly passes out and Elliot shoves uh, Carrie, I think is the woman's name. And uh, that's, I was trying no, to be nice and give her it. character the name that she has, but I don't know. Um, sho- he says, don't touch her. Don't touch him. He's my brother. And he gives him mouth to mouth to try and reflate his lungs. And I'm just like, okay, that was the closest we're getting to Jeremy Irons having sex with himself on camera. Yeah. That's it's it's not, That was it. it. Okay. To be yeah.
2: clear, it's non-nonsensual. No, yeah, it is very, it is. yeah. He is clearly like,
0: He's trying to save Frantic
2: his rantic about saving his life and nothing else.
0: I'm talking about yeah. the of the second layer, the yeah. metaphor part of it, yes. not the yeah, but yes.
2: Yeah, I don't, a, know. I don't remember all of them, but there's a few things. There's like he really wants to sleep with his brother. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's it's that.
0: Not for the. I'm not gonna say faint of heart, but like the faint of spirit. If you're in a bad place, don't watch this film. Like, just don't.
3: Ooh, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. If you're if you're trying to get into Cronenberg, like. Start with an easier one, maybe.
3: The Uh, fly. I was just, I was like... 100%
1: the
0: fly. I was looking at Devin waiting.
1: I'm like, what's easy? I was going to say Scanners. Because Scanners is, like, kind of boring and really good. But Mm -hmm. also, like, you're not going to be psychologically fucked up. This one, like... You yeah. might. This one will give you nightmares. Yeah, exactly. and they're not fun nightmares. Yeah. Scanners
2: is good. It is pretty boring. And I'm so the one of the things that you'll learn about me on this podcast is I will always let you know if the movie's going to be boring or not because I think it's important. Which sometimes will... you want to watch a boring movie. Sometimes you don't.
0: I was going to say which will probably be an indication that I love the movie.
3: <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> no, of like, course
1: not. <laughs> this one is incredibly boring. If you're uh, on your phone for even a second if you're not like yeah if you're not leave-
2: in if you let this one take you away yeah. yeah i don't find this one boring at all exactly but like there's other movies that i've absolutely loved like uh there will be blood that i watched the whole time directly found very boring
0: yeah hmm. um that was very interesting when you we were recording or when we were watching this we took a pause in a moment and you were just like so utterly engaging and i was like oh i'm so happy like i was like oh yes this is so good." because <laughs> yeah. it was all just talking at that point there was nothing like anything yeah. related like horror wise happening it was just concepts and discussion
2: yeah oh uh, yeah i'm not i'm surprised maybe i am hard to please it did this is a very good script
0: <laughs> it got me very good. real high quality stuff yeah um
2: but yeah i i would say the fly is the one i think the fly is the most accessible film that uh, of the horror films that
1: Cronenberg has, because even and if you even if you're not you know having that much fun, you still just get to hang out with Jeff Goldblum, and yeah. he doesn't yeah. want to do that. So
2: Jeff Goldblum, lots Gina of Davis. body horror. The script is like very good, but not like you know it's not a super
3: arty film. Yeah, like or there's just parts yeah, of it yeah, that yeah. are. He's but turning yeah. into a fly. It's, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you don't. You don't need to appreciate the nuance Correct. to enjoy the fly. Yeah. If you're not appreciating the nuance for this one, you're just gonna be like, "Why the fuck are these two brothers trying so yes. hard to talk to each other?" Yeah. yeah.
2: If uh, if the second the fly comes on stream and I'm doing that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Yep. Yeah, um, I don't know how to fucking get out of this, but we'll figure it out. I <laughs> want to thank Devin so much for bringing us this movie Hello. and for being on the episode with us. Hopefully um, we'll be on many more. Hopefully on a bunch more so we can keep rattling off how fucking good some of these movies are. Jesus he, Christ. The only also, one... Devin is not going to bring us some stinker. He's going to fucking bring the, us the only... some high-quality monster just like, oh my God, my heart fell out of my chest.
2: Every movie that Devin has brought to us so far has been on the service Canopy, which is the one that you can get through we're going to we're going to be talking about the service this one is you can get on amazon prime if you have that but we're going to try not to push amazon prime. Mm-hmm. uh canopy we watched hoopla. it through hoopla. hoopla hoopla and canopy are two services that you can get for free with use of a library card
0: and now, most libraries you can sign up online for yeah e- like
1: most of them you can sign up online most of them do one of these two things or if they don't you know there's there's a few other ones I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, so we don't have all the names in front of us, so we're not. Yeah. But yes.
2: We so we live in Richmond. The Richmond Public Library has Hoopla. Not good. Hoopla. Devin still has it through wherever else he's lived in they Philadelphia. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: no. Both of them, it's like a limited number of rentals per month, but how many? like library worthy movies do you want to watch a month Um, and they're they're great they're completely free just like get a library card and go to the library
2: and we will probably be bringing you a lot of these like fucking golden gems that are like
0: actual good artistic films getting traumatized isn't hard with a library
2: card (laughs) the
1: more you know
2: it's not a visual need, so we can't do the full we would do that we would a
0: hundred percent put it up if we were able to um, but yes thank you to Devin um, you can find us because at this point we'll actually have done stuff on it uh, on Twitter at bloody stream pod I believe that's what it is uh, if it's not you'll hear a correction when this episode comes out <laughs> or you won't hear anything different because all of well, you're gonna already. have to edit it. I'm gonna lose my mind edit editing this um yeah you can find us there we'll probably on instagram at some point as well um and i'll let you know that when we have it but otherwise thanks so much for listening
2: um you can uh you can use the the site if you're always if you're please looking please for uh for a movie to watch and see all of our ratings at the the bloody .com. .com. um browsing is what it's best for if you search you'll get more than horror films
0: yeah, but we might end up making use of that on the pod. You might see yep. some like non-technically non-horror films like mm-hmm. once a month or something like that. But we'll figure that out, and you'll find out later. Um, but for now, keep enjoying October, and we will see you. Same bloody time, same bloody channel.